Welcome to the Science of Caring podcast. The experience of caring is transformational. When we give and receive care, we are healthier and happier, we are more productive and fulfilled, and we advance a society where everyone will have opportunity to realize their potential. The paradox is how little is understood about caring, and the tragedy is how frequently it is done poorly or is lacking. That is why we launched this podcast. For the past 20 years in more than 40 countries, your host, Dr. John Nelson, has studied and promoted an understanding of caring as a science, and he desires for everyone to benefit from his work and passion. Here he is, John Nelson. Welcome to our first gathering in 2021 to examine our international research, which is conducted within the Caring Science International Collaborative. Over the next 30 minutes or so, we will review the activity of 2019 to present and where we are possibly going next together. The primary outcome of the 2019 to current research is the development of the profile of caring, which is a compilation of five constructs that provide insight into the experience of caring as reported by just over 2,000 nurses from eight countries. Now, the importance of this group is to create a global conversation about healthcare so we can conduct rigorous research about the process of care. The conversation is important because it helps us ensure we establish that we are measuring the same thing. For example, in the USA, a diploma nurse is someone who is training in nursing, but not viewed in an academic way. In contrast, the diploma nurse in Slovenia is equal to the four-year academic degree in the USA, or the director of nursing in Scotland is the same thing as the chief nurse officer in the USA, and a director of nursing in the USA is the same as an associate director in Scotland. Now, eventually, we will map all of these terms and definitions out so we know that we are all speaking of the same thing. But for now, we are working on the research measures and psychometrically testing them to ensure they measure the same thing. I'm speaking specifically about the profile of caring. Once we know and understand how these terms are mapped by language to the same concept, and we know we have measures that study the same concepts, we can then begin working on predictive modeling, benchmarking globally, and collaboratively studying healthcare around the world. The Caring Science International Collaborative is the latest international group that I have led. I have belonged to many international groups from being a member, to a committee chair, to a president, to being a founder of the organization. It was in 2019 that I founded this new international group focusing on the profile of caring, which we assert relates to staff, patient, and cost outcomes. This new collaborative, the Caring Science International Collaborative is sponsored by my company, Healthcare Environment, which I founded in 2001. Healthcare Environment is a survey and data management company. Currently, it focuses on automation of data to proactively manage outcomes 
before they occur. Sponsorship by a data management company will enable us to utilize the resources I've developed over years in my company of survey and data management. It's our hope within this international collaborative that we can understand how the profile of caring is the same or different around the world so we can have an impact on outcomes around the world. The web address is simply caring.science. We would like to have this website translated into every language of participants within our collaborative. So we'd like to translate it into Russian, into Hebrew, into the Slovenian language, etc. Now, if you are interested in getting this website into your language, let me know and we will work with you to do this. It will not be feasible for all of us to learn everyone's language, but I believe we can create processes that each country can use to disseminate their country's respective research. Having the same website in several languages is one strategy to help our group move together as a collaborative. The Caring Science International Collaborative was, na was named because it represents four components of our group. First, it is a collaborative that asserts caring is a core domain in the construct of healing. Secondly, we are built on science, beginning with good theory, moving to good mathematical models, and finally to interpretation and, and refinement of the work of the nurse. Our group has an international focus and it is a collaborative. So all four words within our, the name of our organization are intentional and have meaning. The collaborative of our group includes several um, categories of people. First of all, it includes, includes businesses like healthcare environment to help with data management and mathematics. Now, eventually we'll bring in other businesses as we grow, leveraging their technology and their, ex their content expertise. Secondly, we invite universities who bring research, expertise in research and grant writing. And I should note that our International Ethics Review Board is from Wayne State. But when each of us do a study, so if your hospital does a study, you will go through your own ethics review, but once you have your study approved, you will send that approval to Dr. Thomas and to me, and we will submit this to the International Ethics Review Board at Wayne State. This is to ensure that our research has consistency at a global level and the consistent high standards of ethics. Now, it's my hope that the findings we can develop will be used for curriculum development to help nursing become the caring science center globally as it relates to outcomes management. Now students within these collaborating universities, they may want to use our database in a secondary way to study demographics or components of our database that we have not studied as a group. This will help to facilitate the use of our database and grow our body of research. We'll talk more about this as universities engage more deeply with us. Third, 
hospitals and healthcare facilities. They're the third group of collaborators who will serve as the living laboratory. Now they are eager to improve their outcomes and we are eager to help them using the best science possible, including use of the profile of caring. We are doing global research of similar constructs, but hospitals in our collaborative may want to add their own model of research and study something unique, and we can help them with that. We want to collaborate and help our, our global partners as our global database will help hospitals understand how they compare to other countries and facilities around the world. Fourth, foundations who are in support of caring science are also welcome to support our work. We, want, we will want to pull in philanthropic organizations as we find good matches between our research and their foundation. And finally, we hope to collaborate with other groups involved in studying caring or concepts similar to caring. Now we currently have over 2000 nurses in our database for the profile of caring. And we are adding more this year as Croatia and Russia are collecting data right now for the first time. And we are hoping Colombia and some new hospitals in the USA will also be able to begin data collection in 2021 as well. Now, those who collected data for the profile of caring in 2019 and, to, and 2020 will beginning, begin planning a follow-up measure to see if the interventions they implemented post-baseline measure have improved their profile of caring. Now the creation of the profile of caring has provided several things for us. First of all, we have an instrument to measure the profile of caring. We tested it rig rigorously. We tested it for reliability. We tested it for validity, but we also did something called invariance testing where we got rid of any redundancy in the measure. We reduced the items from 96 to 35. So only one third of the items are necessary from our original. So technically that's called getting rid of the covariance. We also used invariance testing to see if there was any differences between the profile of curing when comparing the countries. We found that there was no difference between the countries for the psychometric properties. That doesn't mean their mean scores weren't different, but the psychometric properties of the instrument were the same in every country. So we have greater assurance that we can compare the scores of the profile of caring and the differences we find are indeed true. The difference of the index score, so that would be like the mean score. So you would use the mean score as an index to see where you compare with other hospitals in your country or globally. We will do the same type of testing for Croatia, Russia, and Colombia, the same level of psychometric testing when they finish their data in 2021. Now, I should also mention that we have five hospitals from Turkey thus far, and we plan this year to compare hospitals to ensure 
there is no difference psychometrically between the instruments from one, one hospital to the next. So that when we compare the index score, we are sure those differences are true. Now, because of this rigorous work, we have the in index, which is a numeric representation of each of these constructs within the profile of caring. And thirdly, we have different levels of benchmarks. Now, I believe this is the first global measure in caring science. And hospitals compare their index to respective, their respective country score. And then finally, we have a database to use for secondary analytics if desired. Now, as we proceed, we will study the profile of caring to see which constructs within the profile of caring impact various outcomes. Now, in healthcare, we currently study how the patient relates to outcomes. So is it the, pa the patient's diseases? Is it the patient's habits? Do those predict outcomes? We also look at the system, how that impacts patient outcomes. But we do not tend to study the profile of staff as it relates to their caring beliefs and behaviors. So within our collaborative, we assert that measuring the caring profile of staff is important because until patient, system, and staff data are all measured, in relationship to outcomes, the measurement models will remain misspecified, which means they're wrong. So the next steps that I would like for all of you to think about are as follows. First of all, let's consider what the strengths are of having an international caring science collaborative as I've reviewed within this short time. Secondly, let's consider what needs we should consider as a developing international caring science collective or collaborative. Thirdly, I'd like for us each to each country to consider working with us to translate the website into the respective language. As you each come up with new ideas for using these data and disseminating disseminating these data on your country's websites, we'll consider how we might do this across all websites in each language. So if someone has a new idea, let's say Turkey has a new idea for disseminating, we will present that to the rest of the countries and see if that's something that we should do across the globe so that we have a consistent methodology of um, gathering our data and disseminating our data. And then fourthly, we will want to consider what other collaborators we want to invite. Within Turkey, for example, we have studied the profile of caring in three different regions. It is our hope that we can expand this study to new hospitals in Turkey and examine models of measurement in the context of Turkey. Or in Eastern Europe, where we have Slovenia, Serbia, Croatia, and Russia, and want to expand to Austria, can we study regions of the globe that have similar educational requirements for healthcare? How do we invite new countries within each region of the world? Fifthly, for the profile of caring, we currently have it translated into nine languages. 
We used back translation every time to ensure the original measure was translated properly and scientifically sound. Now I am currently working on a new process that will have the same link for every country. And when receiving the link to the survey, the language is selected and the survey is used. This will help with launching the survey at the same time and all the data going into the same secure database. So that's the conclusion of my presentation. And I'd like to revisit our questions that um, you might have considered as I was presenting. So these are just some suggestions for us to uh, discuss. First of all, I'd be interested to know what do you feel is the greatest opportunity with, that you see within this collaborative? Secondly, what questions do you have for your initial or your next step of research within this international collaborative? And then finally, what questions do you have about anything presented today? Or you may have another question or comment. So um, uh, I, I just opened it up to discussion. Any of those questions or any other comments that you have about the presentation and trajectory? Yeah, Teresa. I can't see where to put my hand up on Zoom because I normally use Teams. It's just a reflection, really. It's just so um, so nice to be thinking about this rather than thinking about everything else that we've thought about for so long and thinking in that such a different way about something that's really positive and creative rather than, than what's been happening over the last year or so. So it was just really a reflection to start off with and I'm interested to hear what everybody else says, but I think it does your soul good to think like this. Yeah, that's great, Teresa, thank you. Sally, were you going to say something? Yeah, John, I just wondered, do you have um, sort of a magic number that you would like to get to? Like you talked about different regions and I, you know, it really makes you think like sort of across certain countries, certain regions, we do, we have similar ways of doing. Do you have a magic number that of uh, sites that you would like, like, to get us recruiting? <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a really uh, good thought. Um, the simple answer is no, I don't have a number. Um, I think the important part, in this is just my view, so by, I open it up to anyone else that has a reflection. Um, but my view is that currently we do not study um, beliefs and behaviors as it relates to outcomes. And I think the quadruple aim has it so right that in order for patient outcomes to improve, the staff experience has to improve. But we don't know that because we don't have studies that show that. So the larger our sample, the more rigorous our research can be. So, I mean, I can't do a power analysis off the top of my head, but I do know the larger the end, the more, um, uh, solid the data is and, and the assertions of the findings. The one thing that I find fascinating is that this tool was valid across all countries so far. When you consider the differences of countries and cultures, yet the instrument was valid in every country. And what my response was is I think 
no matter where you are in the world as a nurse, you understand I'm, I am responsible for monitoring the patient's response to the medical plan that is implemented in care. So I think globally nurses understand I must watch the patient's response, which creates a relationship. So that relationship I think is the most powerful thing within nursing globally, but we have never studied that even though we all have a hunch, a theory, we all have a hunch that this is true. And that's what we're trying to show is this belief that all nurses believe the relationship is where it all starts and um, needs to be uh, shown scientifically. Because then I think care will really start to improve. But no, I don't have an N in, in mind, but the larger the number, I think will be more rigorous. I think um, the quadruple aim, that's something that uh, came out of, the, that's from the US and it originated from the triple aim. But I don't, I don't like to talk about the triple aim and how it became the quadruple aim because that gets people thinking in a um, unuseful way. <clears throat> Basically what the quadruple aim is, there is the patient, and the nurse experience within that relationship, that is part of the outcomes, uh, the process of uh, improving outcomes. So the patient and the nurse, both having their own experience within that relationship is very important. The other side of the equation or the model is the outcomes, clinical outcomes, and the financial outcomes. So the quadruple aim asserts that in order for the clinical and cost outcomes to improve, there needs to be a good experience within the nurse-patient relationship, essentially. It's, it's not quite presented like that, but that's how I present it because I think there's experiential, nurse-patient, and outcomes. And all four of those go together in one model. Yeah, and uh, we're open to any organization, if, if there's healthcare being delivered, caring's occurring. And if caring's occurring, it should be measured. We're currently all working with hospitals, you know, whether it's uh, Natalia and her hospital in Russia, or it's Piedad and their hospital in Colombia, or Sally and their hospital. It's everyone currently is looking at the acute care center, but we are absolutely um, in, in we welcome anyone that would like to study it if healthcare is occurring. So Maria, what was what, your comment? Thank you, John. I was wondering about the, how to manage those differences between like health systems. For example, uh, we have uh, nurses that uh, we go to the university and study for four or five years but we do also have technicians that they only go one year to an institute. Um, and we have, we don't have in Colombia very like um, serious ratios, uh, patients uh, for uh, nurses. And maybe it could be, um, I'm sorry, like produce differences in the results. No, that, and that's a, that's a great question, Maria. Um, what you're talking about is creating models, mathematical models that are specified for context. 
And this is very important. So when we talk about measurement, we will talk about your context and what you think are really important to measure. So we would include that in our study. Now, what will be interesting to see is if what you report as an issue, if that is true globally, are others reporting that? So this is where I think our collaborative is useful. So as we develop the Colombian website and research in the Spanish language, and you're disseminating this easily, I would propose that we would come back to this group and that we would present our findings to the rest of the group of what Columbia found. Now, I'd like to give an example from Scotland. In Scotland, they use nurses and what some would call nursing assistants, their supportive staff. Now, um, there was a concern that the nursing staff, the nurses and the nursing assistants would respond differently and it would screw up our, it would mess up um, our results. It would make them error. It would create error. That's the technical term. But what we found was because they work so closely together as a team, the nurses and the nursing assistants viewed care exactly the same. There was no difference in the nurse's view of patient care and what was necessary to deliver care and the nursing assistants. But I think it's because of their culture and how they approach patient care that there was no difference. So those are the kinds of things that we will discuss once we launch. Um, and uh, so we would tailor that study for your context if you think that's important. Good question. Thank you very much. And I, I have another question is, you told us, I understood that the instrument was validated in uh, other countries, but do we need to, um, uh, to do the um, cultural validation of the instrument in Colombia? Yeah, well, in response to your, uh, to your question is, I would suggest that you, uh, the first time you do it, that you use the full 96 items. It's, it's, it's difficult, but I would, everyone else has done that. And I think uh, then we can see when we do the reliability testing and the validity testing and the um, invariance testing, does Colombia behave the same as all of the countries that have validated and reduced the items? So it, it, is it apples to apples? Are we comparing an apple to an apple or are we comparing an apple to an orange? We want to make sure that we have only apples, okay? That they're all the same, right? So that's what would be my suggestion. It's tough the first time, I think, to do it because it's long, but we want to make sure that uh, when we reduce the items that we reduce that the, the, the important items are the same because we'll shake out all those that don't matter and we'll keep only those important. So are the same items as important in Colombia as the rest of the globe. Now we found in Scotland, for example, Watson's theory of caring works everywhere except, except Western Scotland. And so, oh, here's Oscar. And so, uh, but what we did is then we tried another theory and that failed too, Swanson. 
that failed too. Well, then we tried their own theory of caring and that worked. Well, that's what they're educated in. They're taught to care in these ways. And so it would make sense that a caring theory derived from their belief system would, would be the proper way. So we'll do the same thing to see if the caring theories work with in Colombia or if there are others. I suspect that Watson will work in Colombia because I know um, Oscar, um, you, you know, you guys use are like Watson, but we will see. Thank you very much. Yes. John, I think there's also some confidence um, in the tool because of back translation, that the translation from English into other languages is done to ensure that the word choice or the word meaning um, actually represents what is appropriate in the language that it's translated back to. So I think those are two ways that you can um, feel comfortable and confident that the validity of the tool um, for measurement and description um, actually are measuring the experiences of those participating. I agree. Um, yes, uh, Pieda. That you are going to measure the care and the role of the nurses in the same level. In Colombia, it's very difficult because when you see uh, when when the care to the patient is given for the vocational nurse is so different that when the professional nurse planning the, the care and you say that the measure is in the same level, the role that the vocational nurse is so different. I know that we used to delegate a lot of um, actions that has to be in exclusive from the professional nurse. Why? Because we don't have a lot of professional nurses in, the, in one floor. We have sometimes 30 and 40 beds and just one professional nurse. And they have to delegate their care to the other uh, vocational nurse. When you say the, the care, the perception of the care is the same, I think something no. And we are going to apply the instrument for the vocational nurse. I think that the perception of care is so different. I think that we are going to apply, I don't know if, um, Antonina um, reinforced my idea. It, I think when we are talking with Oscar, with um, Maria, with, I think only to apply the instrument to professional nurse. I don't know what is your opinion about that. And other thing, when you make the translation, it's so different because we had to translate two types or perception of the role and your free actions with the curve and to have, uh, it's different to have, you, you are the professional and you order to the other people how have to do it. Mm -hmm. We have to take just one kind of, of professional nurse or 
vocational nurse is, I don't know, that is a problem that we are going to have in Colombia. Well, what I would what I would say, Pia Dodd, that's um, the the first thing I would say is it gets back to how are the caregivers trained to interact with the the patient. Um, it relates to, for example, uh, teamwork. It relates to the level of uh, learning that they have within their uh, being a care provider. It has to do with their autonomy, considering their level of licensure. It has to do with communication of the manager. So the the those are the aspects of job satisfaction. So are those six domains or dimensions of performing the work socially and technically um, those we have found fit together with having clarity, caring for self, and having caring of the manager. Now, that um, we have found that the social and technical variables of the job are important for clarity and caring for self and caring of the manager, no matter what role you are in. We have found it's true for physicians for physical therapists, for nurses. Now, I think I may be wrong, but what I would propose, Piedad, is that there will there may be differences in outcomes uh, as it relates to the vocational nurse or the professional nurse. But I think the research will tell us if the process of enacting that relationship uh, requires clarity, caring for self, caring manager, and then those social and technical dimensions. So I would propose that the profile of caring are the things required to enact care and improve outcomes, regardless of what your role is. That, that would that would be my proposition. But I do think what you're suggesting is the vocational and the professional nurse will influence the outcomes. And that then gets to the mathematical model of context. So we would have the profile of caring here. We would have the level of education here. We would have the uh, size of hospital here. So we, we put in the middle the outcome and then the model we just populate with all the variables we think predicts that outcome, like level of nurse like their profile of caring. Uh, so all those patient, system, and staff variables uh, together predict outcomes. But what we haven't done is the studied the uh, profile of caring, what is needed to enact care. We don't study what is what the staff think I need to care for the patient. I need to care for myself. I need a caring manager. I need these social and technical variables in my job. I need clarity. So it's more what are the what is the disposition of the person enacting the care, regardless of role, that improves the outcome. Thank you. Is that helpful? Yes. Thank okay. you so much. Now I wanted to make one comment. Um, there was a. Uh, Sometimes things are so obvious and you still miss them. I can't believe I didn't, I missed this. During the pandemic, all of globally, nurses have been just really been struggling. 
emotionally, physically, mentally, they're really struggling with this pandemic because patient care is as intense as it has probably ever been because families cannot come, so it's just the nurse and the patient. And the level of emotional care is traumatic. Let's just be honest, it's traumatic. And we have eight countries that have measured caring for self before the pandemic. What will be very interesting is to study caring for self, caring of the manager, their whole profile of caring. Now that we have a year of the pandemic, what does that look like? And I think this is very important globally for our collaborative to publish this. We have to figure out how to publish it. <laughs> but it's important that our international group understand how the caring profile has been impacted by the pandemic. And I think we might want to add a question of, I have, uh, the, the pandemic has been very hard for me or something that would, uh, we could correlate with the higher there, the, the, the higher the impact, the lower the profile. So th this helps us understand that it's not just a, my opinion, our research shows that this has been a global impact on the demeanor of the nurse. So I think this could be very important. So, um, well, thank you everyone for attending this presentation. I just love all of you and uh, enjoy your collaboration and work. So um, I will communicate with you soon and thank you so much.